Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And we got so much stuff out there. Articles, videos, you can shop online. The metals programs out there. I mean, uh, archives and podcasts. And I mean, you can spend all day out there. Make it part of your daily routine. And just a quick note, all, all the metals plans are out. So uh, if you are a pickup and you don't think you've been called, I promise you we've tried. If we, if we haven't made contact with you, call us, 800-951-0592. Your product is ready to be picked up in Arizona or Colorado. Uh, everybody that normally gets their product shipped, most of you probably already have them. I'd venture to say, you know, barring a few people here or there, because, you know, you can't control the post office, most of you probably already have them. Another great uh, medals plan. We've set a new record uh, for participants. Uh, we've already had, I, I can't even tell you how many signups in the last 30 days. Uh, we've probably been averaging close to one a day for about the last 30 days now. So uh, we're going to hit new all-time record highs uh, for the next quarter and the following quarter. Uh, If you want to learn more about it, go out to allamericangold.com, click on the medals plan icon, and and, uh, you can read about it there. And then if you want to sign up, give us a call. We'll take care of you. Uh, H. Ross Perot died this morning. You remember him? It's just that simple. Uh, the giant sucking sound uh, ran as the third-party candidate. Matter of fact, got the most votes as a third-party candidate, uh, with the exception of Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, H. Ross Perot. They a lot of people say that uh, that's what got Clinton elected. Is uh, he ran as the third-party candidate against uh, George Bush Senior. and and Bill Clinton. And he got like 19% of the vote that year. Uh, he just passed away. I only bring that up because you know what? H. Ross Perot got it. He did. He was this, He was a numbers guy like me. I don't know if you remember his campaign at all. You know, a lot of a lot of graphs and charts. You know, and and talked a lot about trade, right? And and giving stuff away and the the. Uh, the trade deficit, even at that time, right? You know, you think about trade. Notice how you haven't heard anything about China anymore. Have you noticed? Shh. Don't talk about it. <laughs> I told you they are not going to make a deal. They just, you know, the whether or not we're going to impose the other $300 billion, I kind of doubt it uh, because that will be bad for Wall Street, but... Uh, at least we got something going. But, you know, we haven't run a trade surplus, not one, since the early 70s. And just understand what that means. A deficit, and we count everything now, right? So we even give credit to the banks uh, that do business overseas, right? So, so everything included. Not just goods. If you just track goods, right, the deficit numbers even worse. 
But that's money leaving the country. And it doesn't come back. Now, when they sit there and say, hey, the trade deficit's $600 billion. Well, times that by 10. That's $6 trillion in 10 years. Gone. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you saw the largest amount of autos ever crossed the border from Mexico. Right, new cars going to American lots, uh, the largest ever. The uh, shipment, if you will, of cars, new cars coming in from Mexico hit a new all-time record high. Just thought I'd point that out to you. The other thing, too, H. Ross Perot was big on the debt and how it would cripple us. By the way, $22.5 trillion. So, uh, yeah, we're going to pass $23 trillion this year. I mean, we just hit twenty. <laughs> Be right, uh, right around, what, two months after Trump got inaugurated, we just hit twenty. We're going to be well past 23 before the end of this year. Incredible. Uh, H. Ross Perot, uh, a great American. He's got so many great stories. You know, uh, one of the things that a lot of people don't know is a couple of his employees were held hostage in Iran. You know, remember the the Iranian hostage crisis and all that? Well, a couple of his employees were being held, I think, at a different location. And he paid, he took, used his own money to pay uh, commandos to go and get them. Uh, so just an interesting, interesting guy. Uh, H. Ross Perot, a great American. Uh, whether you liked him or not uh, is irrelevant. Uh, I just love what he stood for. Uh, and uh, we'll miss him. We'll miss him. I wish there was more like him. When we return, man, what a show do we have today. I got a great item, great special, uh, fractional gold item. We, we don't get to run these very often coming up. But we're also going to talk about what happened last week with the Bank of International Settlements, the IMF, the European Central Bank, and electronic currencies. Don't touch that dot. 800-951-0592. You know, just keep being prepared. You know, I saw a great article. It was on uh, Kitco that said, what's the best time to buy gold? The answer was when you can afford it. <laughs> That's the right answer. Uh, it really is. You know, it's insurance. It's a hedge. And you start thinking about uh, the debts. And notice how. And I don't want to knock it, but let, we got to call out what it is. We we can't be one of those. I don't want to be the, hey, I like Donald Trump, so everything he does is great guy, right? Because that's what, that's what you get everywhere else, right? If you're a Democrat, anything the Democrats say is great. And if you're a Republican, anything the Republicans say is great. That's not true. We know that. We're running budget deficits. I mean, we're shattering records. Next year, next year, we'll set a new all-time record high budget deficit, small number deficit, without a war, without a financial crisis, just running the country. 
You know, and, I, and I've educated you about how the real number is about $1.7 trillion this year. That's what 2019's debt is going to be. And we're going to have a GDP of, what, 2, 2, 2, 2, 3, something like that, maybe, maybe. And if you just cut the deficit in half, right, GDP would be negative, right? It's not, listen, it's not nearly as good as we'd want it to believe. I want it to be better. But they're leading us somewhere. Why does nobody talk about it anymore? Because they don't want us to talk about it. Right? you got to understand that, right? It's not, it's not for any other reason than other than we don't want America to talk about this. See, because we already know what we're going to do. Right? And anybody, if any of you out there believe that these guys don't already have this planned out, you really don't know and understand history. You know, they've always been multiple steps ahead. And I say it all the time. By the time I figured it out, <laughs> right, I'm probably like a decade behind. So... A couple of things happened over the last week or so that are very, very important because we've had a dramatic change from the the head bankers of the world in regards to cryptocurrencies. And then Christine Lagarde, or Lagardier, is the French probably would pronounce it. She is the head of the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. She has been tabbed to replace Mario Draghi. Mario Draghi uh, is not uh, going to be running the European Central Bank anymore. He's, he's done his terms, and he's like, okay, I'm done. And they selected Lagarde to take over. She's going to move from the IMF to the European Central Bank. Now that in itself should cause concern. Right? Because now all of a sudden, you know, a lot of people out there, when we talk about the IMF, right, they're the world's reserve currencies. Right? They call them special drawing rights. Right? And in this basket, you got the dollar and the yen and the euro and the pound sterling. And of course, now what? The renembi, right? All in this basket. Uh, they have gold. Right? I don't know if they would have it in the basket or not. Of course, remember, they sold 200 metric tons of gold. Remember that? You know, <laughs> right? Well, you don't think they want that back? Uh, another great deal blowing up in people's faces. But something even more interesting happened at the end of June. June 30th, precisely. And this makes uh, the appointment of Christine Lagarde even more 
ominous. Speaking uh, to, uh, I want to say it was the Financial Times. The head of the Bank of International Settlements. Okay, so you've got the IMF. Right? You've got the all the central banks, the, uh, the U.S. Central Bank, the European Central Bank, right? Japanese Central Bank, the Chinese Central Bank. Then you have the Bank of International Settlements, or the BIS. And it sounds just like what it is. They, they settle all the trades, right, the cross-currencies. Hey, China's buying a cargo full of oil. They handle the transaction goes through the Bank of International Settlements. Right, the U.S. is buying all these cars from Mexico. Right, you know, same thing. All the big global purchases run through the BIS. They gave an interview on June the thirtieth, specifically about digital currencies. Now, what's interesting about this interview was the 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 person giving it, who happened to be the head of the Bank of International Settlements, uh, Augustine Karstens. Now, he has been on record as a denier of digital currencies. Now, remember, what have I told you all? You want to speculate in Bitcoin or any of the others? Go right ahead. Right? Just know you're, you're speculating. I don't believe they have any future. None. Right? When you think about who uses the, uh, the currencies, really, right? Uh, it, it, it comes from what? Hackers. Uh, countries that are on the banned list or the naughty list. Or uh, people that are trying to circumvent their own government. A lot of Chinese nationals try to get money out of China this way, right? It's just what it is. But I said, really, what's at play? And my belief has always been they allow for this. On who's they? The banks. Allow for this because they need the technology to improve because they want to go to digital currencies. This is what's coming next. You know, and I thought about, you know, uh, you, you remember you used to talk about the Amero, right? Remember the Amero, right? And then uh, people started talking about kind of like the the Euro, right? The Euro's an example of an Amero, right? We were going to join forces with Canada and Mexico. And, of course, really when you thought about it, kind of dumb because Canada and Mexico, uh, their GDPs aren't that great. Uh, really wouldn't have done it. We, we would have needed something much bigger than that. And in order to pretend on, on how we can grow these debts, why did the euro come into existence? Well, the answer was simple. Right? Everybody knew, hey, pretty soon, no one's going to want to take the drachma because <laughs> right, Greece is 
tits enormous. No one's going to want to take the Italian lira, right? No one's going to want to take any of those currencies. But by making it part of a bigger currency, right, you gain what? You gain time. And this is what I think the central banks are trying to do. They're trying to gain time as they get ready for this digital currency. So all of a sudden, the Bank of International Settlements, who's been a huge denier of digital currency, gives an interview on June the 30th to the Financial Times. And he drops this little nugget. Many central banks are working on it. The creation and the issuance of digital versions of national fiat currencies. Many central banks are working on it. We are working on it. We are supporting them, he said. And it might be that it's sooner than we think that there is a market and we need to be able to provide central bank digital currencies. There it is. Now again, right? Didn't hear that here in the U.S. But over there across the pond, they're letting you know, hey, by the way, Central banks are already working on it. We're already working on it. It may be that it is sooner than we think. And I'm sitting there and I'm starting to think about the numbers. I, and, and I've been, I, I don't know what else I can tell you. We will be at, what, 40 trillion in 10 years now right think about it. if we're doing 1.7 this year and the number grows by about two to three hundred billion dollars a year okay so if we're at one seven this year next year it's two trillion and they'll say oh it's going to be 1.27 or 1.3 it's really two it's bigger every year. I mean, ten years later, uh, me being generous says that's of twenty trillion. That's forty-three trillion. I'm actually not even being truthful when I tell you forty. Probably going to be fifty because it doesn't stop at two trillion in twenty twenty. Then it's two point three, two point six, right? Three. But in 10 years' time, we'll probably be talking about $4 trillion in a single year. So, yeah, are they working on a digital currency? You bet your ass they are. And the comments struck a curious note with many. Because just months earlier, Karstens actually emphatically denied 
that they were working towards any type of digital currency. Matter of fact, in a speech in March, he listed various risks for the banks that would consider doing so. Arguing innovation should not come too fast. Fast forward to June. Hey, forget that. <laughs> you know, I, I guess. I guess one of two things happened. My worst fear is they hit a breakthrough. Right? That's what I think happened. Some problem they were having that they thought was going to be take a long time to fix got fixed a little sooner than they thought. I'm going to tell you what that means for you and your wealth next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The field of Democratic candidates for president is filling up faster than the line outside a Canadian hospital. One of the contenders receiving the most attention is former VP Joe Biden. He is posturing himself as the ideal opponent for President Trump. But let's set the record straight, shall we? Trump is fine with facing off against sleepy, creepy Joe next fall. Biden failed miserably in his prior races for president, after all. On top of that, his dishonesty and corruption are legendary. To put it bluntly, Joe Biden consistently shows a really bad habit of making a fool of himself. Biden's never attained even 2% of the vote, despite running for president twice. The first time he ran was in 1988, and then again 20 years later in 2008. In 1988, he pulled out after a series of scandals involving plagiarism and dishonesty. The media tried desperately to cover for him, but it was no use. Biden didn't just copy a liberal British politician's speech without giving credit. He also repeatedly misrepresented his own academic credentials. In law school, he got an F for plagiarism but he was allowed to redo the course and get a better grade. Clearly, we need a president who understands that plagiarism is wrong and honesty is necessary. The second time Biden ran for president, he failed just as badly. He managed to get only 1% in the Iowa caucuses in 2008 before pulling out of the race. Sure, there are many presidents who won after being runner-up in prior primaries, but it's difficult to find an example of someone who performed so poorly but then won later. If elected, Biden would turn 78 before Inauguration Day. That means he'd serve half his term in his 80s. There's nothing youthful about his political positions either. They reflect the confusion of the Democrat Party as a whole. He can't decide if he wants to get on board with the new socialist trend or if he wants to fight it. Clearly, there's a reason President Trump is so eager to take on sleepy, creepy Joe. Biden's a weak link. He's a soft target. In short, he represents exactly where the Democrat Party is after two years of a successful Trump presidency. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. Then, share your own heart and mind on social media. So join us at phyllisschlafly.com and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 
800-951-0592. Gold's unchanged. Actually, Kiko says it's up a couple bucks. Uh, I, I'll say, I, I got down a dollar. It, it's unchanged. Right around 1400 bucks. Uh, Dow's down another 100 points. Uh, everyone's waiting. Jay Powell and, and his testimony said none of that matters. It, and, and, and it does, short term, right? They're going to zero. Rates are going to zero. Mark my words. But now we've learned something far, far worse. The Bank of International Settlements has done a 180. In March, they were denying, you know, digital currencies and and warning all the things, all the bad pitfalls of it all. And then in in an interview with the Financial Times on June 30th, the chief of the Bank of International Settlements says, central banks are already working on it. We are already working on it. But then he went a step further and said, it may be sooner than you think. Which leads me to believe that some roadblock that they were having, and I want to say from a technology standpoint, got cleared. Right? That's the only reason why. Because obviously, it's not like, oh, wait, oh, come April, you know, oh, you just told them, oh, no, we're not doing anything. Oh, no, it's a bad idea. No, of course not. No, we're not, we're not making uh, digital currencies for countries. No, no. And then all of a sudden in April they started working on it. And then in June he said, oh, yeah, we're all working. That's not what happened. Now all of a sudden the appointment of Christine Lagarde to replace Mario Draghi really gets me concerned now. Because let me tell you how I think it's going to work. And I get this because of, you know, you know me. I am researching all the time. Different banks have made different statements throughout this whole process. Little snippets. little snippet here. little something there, right? Sometimes you get something from the European Central Bank. Then all of a sudden it's the Japanese Central Bank. Maybe it's the Chinese. Maybe it's our own Central Bank. But you get it. It's out there. The Bank of International Settlements, along with the IMF, along with the central banks right of the world, are all going to work in concert on this. And this allows them to do something that they weren't able to do before. I'm going to bring up Greece. I'm going to bring up Russia, Argentina, Zimbabwe, Venezuela, right? All these countries where they had to reissue a currency, right? Turn in your red notes for blue notes or, you know, we're going to lop off a bunch of zeros, whatever, or add a bunch of zeros, whatever it may be. Think about in Europe. If you had lira or drachmas or marks or francs, you had to turn it all in. And it got what? Converted. 
right? And and that's 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 the part they don't like. Hey, we don't want to tell somebody, hey, you got ten thousand dollars. Now you only got a thousand. You got ten thousand old notes. Here's a thousand new notes, right? Essentially, hey, we're lopping a zero off, right? That's how it would work. Now with the digital currency. They're going to be able to do the exact same thing without taking the zero off. And you're like, what? What? Let me explain it to you. So, we have this basket of currencies. Okay, and, I, and we've talked about this, right? Uh, the U.S. dollar, the euro, the franc, the, uh, the, the pound sterling, the yen... The Renimbi. Gold is, they have gold. Will they use it? Probably. I don't know that part. That's a mystery for me. From what I've gathered and heard, I'm thinking maybe. What they want to try to pull off, and and here's the funny part, they're going to need the Chinese to go along with set up an exchange rate. And I think they'll use the Bank of International Settlements to do it. So the first thing that's going to happen is they're going to set a decree. You have until X date. Get everything you've got and put it in the bank. Because on Y date, all of that currency is null and void. Right, so can you imagine everyone with their change? <laughs> Coin stars would be overloaded. You got to get all your money in the bank by let's just let's just say, uh, hey, by July first, twenty twenty one, all your money's got to be in the bank because starting on July second, we're going to go digital. And whatever you have in the bank is now going to be digitized. Everything stays the same. Your car payments are the same. Your mortgage payments are the same. All your bills are the same. If you got $10,000 in the bank, you now have 10,000 Federal Reserve credits. See? It's fine, guys. Let's face it, everybody's doing it, right? Everybody's doing it. Just ask your kids. They'll teach you. Don't worry, it's fine. And then we start paying for stuff. See, and this is where it starts to get weird. Interest rates, you don't have to worry about those anymore. Nope, instead... We're going to be setting exchange rates. Yep, that's going to be the new way we're going to we're going to keep our little happy family together, right? And and full employment and all that stuff and 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 stable electronic credits are now going to be done through this exchange rate. And so when this happens, and we have debts of. 40, 50, 100 trillion dollars. 
that exchange rate, and that inflation they can never seem to find. We're going to find it all right in a big way. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. The Fed coin is coming. The Bank of International Settlements let the cat out of the bag. Uh, the head of the IMF is now going to take over uh, the ECB, the European Central Bank. Get ready. It's the exchange rate that's going to cause your devaluation. Man, they just can't get that inflation. You've heard it for years now. right? They're programming us. First, they created 2%. Right? They just made that number up. You know that, right? Oh, gosh, we can't get it. We can't get it. And and you hear people say, man, maybe we should make it 4%. Right? And, and the feds can lower rates because there's no inflation. Right? right? You've heard all that stuff. It's not what it means. They are going to make that number bigger. They have to. The larger the debt becomes the more inflation we need to pretend that we can pay for it. Is it going to be four or five or six? I don't know. Ten? But they can get it now with a digital currency. They don't have to take your bank account and say, hey, here's a thousand Fed coin. Mm-mm. I'll keep your 10,000. Your mortgage is going to stay the same. Car payments are going to stay the same. We don't have to adjust any of that, right? Because the old way, you had to adjust everything. Now we'll rig through the Bank of International Settlements the exchange rates. Now when we buy stuff from China, it's going to magically, we'll start at 5%. Hey, it's going to cost 5% more because of the exchange rate. It's not us. It's the exchange rate. Oh, wait, that's not enough? Oh, let's bump up the exchange rate. Exchange rate seven percent, right? And and you know with Europe, oh, you know we, we, it's a little bit. You know the exchange rate there is only four. Oh, that's not, it's six, right? See what I'm saying? This is why before that happens, you better have it in gold. Uh, and why you're sitting there and you're seeing everybody talk about where gold's headed, you know? Uh, and again, very short term. Then the next eighteen months. Gold's going to be at new highs. Problem is, it's not going to stop there. I don't know how how high it, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, I don't know. Before I talk about uh, all the gold buying that's happening, the special today, it, it is one of a kind. Uh, it's the one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagle. I only run these when I can buy back dates. Because if I need to buy 2019s, they're a fortune. They're normally 165 bucks. I have back dates available. You're saving 5 bucks a coin. So it's a hunt down to 160. If you buy a roll of one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles. There's 50 in a roll. A roll of tenth ounce is five ounces. You save another two bucks. So if you buy 50 of them, 
It's $158 or $7,900 for the roll. If you buy less than 50 of them, it's still a great deal at $160 apiece. Here's the thing. I've got 250 of them. That's all the back dates that there are. At 251, they go to the 165 price. And you think about this, you know, you can't take a gold eagle and cut it into 10 pieces. Right? You can't take a one ounce coin and cut it into 10 pieces. So, you know, they got 10 times the labor to go into them, so they cost a little more. Even today, a, a $20 gold piece is $1,520. Right, so you think about it, for another 80 bucks, I get it down to a tenth of an ounce, that's a hell of an opportunity. 800-951-0592, I've got 250, backdate one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles. They're $160 if you buy 50 of them, that's a roll, a roll of 50 it's $7,900, and I laugh because Wendy's here. She was around, I think, for the the Y2K. Right, well, Wendy, so yeah, and I think uh, uh, the uh, the earliest ones were like 38 bucks, and, and Wendy's like, yeah, I remember we sold a ton of them at $39, so you're thinking about where they've come. Uh, you know, at $7,900, and you think about, hey, it's gold, four or $5,000 gold, Man, these tenth ounces are going to be perfect. Right? Hey, I need, I only need, right, five hundred bucks. Right? I need, I need, uh, I need two grand. Well, I don't want to sell you a twenty. I don't want to sell you a one ounce gold eagle. Right? Here's a great way: fractional gold, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You don't think the billionaires know? Gold holdings around the world skyrocket in June. ETFs jumped 127 metric tons and now hold 2,548 metric tons, according to the World Gold Council. Uh, The increase occurred all over the globe. North America added 65 tons. Europe, 59 tons. Asian ETFs up 24 tons, right? This keeps piling on and on and on. China's central bank announced yesterday they were buying once again the seventh straight month of central bank buying uh, by China now. They added another, what was I think just under 11 metric tons of gold. I'll tell you what everybody else was doing. Pick up those 10th ounce. 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. There's two lines open. Two lines open. Uh, gold is unchanged today. $1,399. Uh, the special of the day. And it's a dang, dang good one. Uh, very hard. Uh, like I said, I only do this when there's back dates. And the fact that I think the last time we did it, we had 100. The last time. So having 250 this time, we had 250 one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles. 
They're $160. If you buy a roll of 50, which is $7,900, they're $158. So you save 2 bucks if you buy them in a roll of 50. I've got five rolls. I said I got 250 of them. Uh, you save 2 bucks and you get them for $158 at 800 951 0592. Uh, the National Bank, the People's Bank of China, bought another 10.3 metric tons of gold. Uh, it, it's the sixth straight monthly buy. They have now added 74 metric tons in just the last six months. By the way, uh, they said that the China's gold reserves rose by the largest amount in over four years. Uh, Also occurring at the same time is China is, well, not buying U.S. Treasuries as they continue to diversify. Uh, The People's Bank of China in a statement said, besides diversifying its holdings away from dollars, Owning more gold reserves is an important strategy in China's rise as a superpower. People continue to speculate that China is actually under-reporting the amount of gold that they actually hold. So I'm only going to, it's the only number they give. This is through the People's Bank of China. They've added 74 metric tons in just the last six months. By the way, uh, central bank buying. Last year was the second highest on record. This year, central bank gold buying, we are 70%, you heard me right, 70% higher in central bank's gold demand in the first half of of 20 compared to 2018 it's up 73% so you think about yet last year was the second largest buy ever we're up 73% that means 2019 we are going to set the all-time record for most central bank gold buying ever in recorded history that's saying something. How many times have I said, be your own central bank? Uh, and by the way, I mean, everybody's buying it. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. The Bank of International Settlements told the Financial Times, what was it, nine days ago. The central banks are working on it. We're working on it. It's going to be sooner than you think. Digital currency is coming. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.